Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. folk each week uh, for Advent will be looking at different songs, um, you know, in the scriptures. Uh, And so um, Rob started us off with the first song. Um, So when we reflect on 2022, um, there is so much to give thanks for. But for some of us here today, it might feel that we've gone through a car wash on a bicycle, and it's been quite hard, and uh, there's some marks uh, and some bruises and some cuts uh, that could have been avoided, but also uh, because, uh, you know, just beyond our own control, uh, things happened. But if we take things into perspective, there is so much good that we can give Uh, God thanks for. It was a Christian lady who lived next door to an atheist. And every day when the lady prayed, the atheist guy would come hear her. And he thought to himself, she sure is crazy praying all the time like that. Doesn't she know there isn't a God? Many times while she was praying, He would go to her house and harass her, saying, Lady, why do you pray all the time? Don't you know there is no God? But she kept on praying. One day she ran out of groceries. As usual, she was praying to the Lord, examining her situation and thanking him for all all that he was going to do. As usual, the atheist heard her prayer and thought to himself, Huh, I'll get her. He went to the grocery store, bought a whole bunch of groceries, took them to her house, dropped them off on the front porch, rang the doorbell, and then hid in the bushes to see what she would do. When she opened the door and saw the groceries, she began to praise the Lord with all her heart, jumping, singing, and shouting. The atheist then jumped out of the bushes and told her, you crazy old lady, God didn't buy you those groceries for you, I did. Well, she broke out and started running down the street, shouting and praising the Lord. When he finally caught up with her, he asked her what her problem was. She said, I knew the Lord would provide me with some groceries, but I didn't know he was going to make the devil pay for them. (laughs) Many times, we uh, don't fully understand what's going on, but we know that God is doing something. In the middle of the situation... We can't fully grasp it. And it's really difficult, in all honesty, to give thanks in the middle of those difficult situations. But we have this hope. And because we have this hope, we're able to give thanks. I've got a couple of slides. Uh, this month has been November. So there's that lady that was giving uh, jubilation for her groceries. But then we've got this guy, and for him, I suppose, growing a moustache, he is really grateful for. This next chap, um, yeah, interesting, he's uh, 
got an interesting-looking mow there. This next chap is really grateful for uh, the mow that he has. Uh, yeah, so, so th there are many things we can give thanks for. Uh, Father Christmas this year, uh, due to COVID, has sort of taken time, you know, uh, not too active, and so uh, measuring whether he's going to fit uh, through uh, the chimneys, and so uh, not too much to give thanks for there. Uh, for some people, uh, like myself, uh, we believe that measure once, cut twice, but it still doesn't work out. You know, um, some of you are not getting that one. See the, the top line there? Yep, good. And then for some who are going on a cruise, I wish uh, there's a lot to give thanks for. But how do we give thanks in November 2022 when, um, when things have not gone the best way? When, when our moustache doesn't look the way kind of some of those men's uh, moustaches do. Um, and so how do we, we give thanks? Well, if I read 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18, uh, I'm encouraged, uh, despite circumstances, despite situations. And, and Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, and he says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If I reflect on this year and, and some of the privileges that we've had, despite difficulties, despite difficulties, some of the privileges we have in knowing who Jesus Christ is, then, you know, it, 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 is, it goes without saying that there should be jubilation. You know, um, in Romans 1.5, it talks about our faith in Christ leads us and pushes us out in obedience of faith. And, and it's, it's uh, th those, that context there is almost like a picture of, of uh, me asking my son to, to turn on the hose and my hand is at the end of that hose. And for a little while, I can keep the pressure on at the end of the hose, but eventually it pushes my hand off because of the pressure. So when I think realistically of what God has done and is doing in my life and in the life of the church and in our lives, then we are a truly privileged people. And for that, we, we should uh, be shouting out to God in praise and in thanksgiving because He is a good God, despite many of our circumstances. Folk, I was just thinking while preparing this that I know who Jesus Christ is. That is a huge thing. Oh, well, you know, it's not so huge because I made a choice. Well, perhaps you did make a choice, but who was behind that choice? Who was behind the one who was able to kind of uh, unveil Jesus Christ to you? The Holy Spirit. You know, and, and know that, that he is in total control. And so there is so much to rejoice about. Those two words there, rejoice always, in the Greek, the word rejoice, chero, means, you know, we are to be full of cheer. And it doesn't mean we walk around with a big smile on our face 24-7. No, because sometimes things are really hard. You know, some of those strands in that, in that car wash have cut us a little bit and cut deep and, you know, in our minds and in our hearts. And, and we feel a bit tender after that. But, but that whole idea of, of we, we've been graced, we've been graced and, and, you know, we're full of cheer and happiness in our heart because God is present. And that word hero, to rejoice, comes from the Greek word grace. 
So we're able to rejoice because of God's grace. He's not what Bette Midler sang, from a distance God is watching us. No, he didn't come and create us and, and absconded. No, he's with us. He tabernacles with us. It means to, to be well off and to be well. As that hymn writer wrote, it is well with my soul. And so he's able to rejoice. And, and then Paul writes and says, rejoice always. The word there, uh, at all times. Now, what does that mean? Well, you, you know, it's, it's rejoicing in our hearts and in our minds because we, we are followers of Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, because we have privileges as children of God. There are 3,573 promises in the Bible. Some are conditional, but these are promises that are for you and for me. And as we take a step of faith, those promises can, can be activated and put alive in our faith. Uh, we are, are born, yeah, I don't like that word, uh, born again. We're born from above. Wow. We're born from above. And, and we, we know who Jesus Christ is, and he knows us. If somebody were to ask you, uh, God, do you know Peter Christophides? Yes, I know him. He is one of mine. Wow, that is a huge thing in the kingdom of God, certainly for me. We are, are in awe of Christ and his love. That uh, the Father in heaven sent his Son to die on a cruel cross for you and for me. What a privilege that is. We have a hope. And folk, that word hope means that uh, it's not our hope, I'm going to make it. It's a hope that actually says, I activate it and I put it into practice because it's about to happen. It's about to happen. And so uh, we, we are walking toward the outcome of that hope. And, and so when Paul writes that we um, rejoice always, he's saying, listen, think about that and make it part of your life because it's a reality and it's something to give thanks about. You know, it should push us out automatically because who God is. It reminds me of a story of um, this, uh, this old man who... Uh, was a preacher at this church for many, many years, but uh, he'd led this one guy to the Lord, and, and this young man was really excited, and he'd been in the church for a couple of years. And whenever this old preacher was preaching, this young man would stand up and say, Hallelujah, praise Jesus. And then he'd sit down. And then the next profound um, you know, bit of truth would come out, and this young man would stand up and say, Hallelujah, praise Jesus. And so there was going to be uh, this guest speaker in town, and this old preacher said to this young man, he said, listen, I know that, that God moves you to stand up and say, hallelujah, praise Jesus, you know, when you're moved inside. But when this new preacher comes, if you can just restrain yourself a little bit, if you can do that throughout the service, I'll give you a brand new pair of shoes. And this young man, wow, wow, brand new pair of shoes, never had that for a long time. And uh, this agreement was made, and the old pastor introduced this guest speaker, came to town to preach, and there was this build-up, and it was going to be, you know, really good uh, sermon, and every now and then he'd say something profound, and this young man 
kept sitting down in his seat and going, oh, that brand new pair of shoes, I need to restrain myself. And he did that a couple of times, but it just, it was going so well. And eventually this young man couldn't contain himself. And he stood up and he said, shoes or no shoes, hallelujah, Jesus is great. And he was able to praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And and I tell you that stupid story because it's true that we cannot contain the awesomeness of who God is. And when we rejoice always, it's because of what he has done for us despite the circumstances. Rejoice always. Secondly, to pray continually. To pray continually. Uh, you know, some, some have said uh, Jesus wept is the shortest verse in the Bible. Well, in the original, it's actually not. This is actually the shortest uh, verse in, uh, in the New Testament. And, and uh, to, to, to pray continually means to, uh, to come before him and to come... Uh, and worship him, to to come and you know the symbolism of coming forward, almost um, prostrating ourselves before him, coming before him and bowing down before him, uh, you know because we, we pray uh, and, and we we prosephome is that word we supplicate ourselves and we worship him and include him in our lives. And we pray to him because we, we're praying him into our situation. Uh, and we're to do that continually. Uh, and, and that word continually means uninterruptedly, without omission, uh, on all appropriate occasions. In other words, not only when it's going well to give thanks and to pray, but when things are not always going well. I don't know about you, but I get quite religious and pray quite a bit more than normal just before uh, a test or an exam or a hard decision that needs to get made. You know, and I kind of, uh, after that decision has been made and it's gone well or not, I don't often give thanks. And so, you know, it's coming and giving thanks and praying continually despite uh, the outcome. Um, and, and, you know, when, what does it mean to, to pray continually? You know, that it becomes a habit in our lives, a habit. Uh, now you say, well, you know what, I don't like praying on my own all the time and, and you know, I'm a bit uh, embarrassed to, to pray in public. But if you look at page two of our, of our bulletin, there are so many prayer meetings that we have here and you don't have to come and pray out loud if you're shy, but the, the, the more you spend time with people, the more it flows, you know, that you can pray and becomes a habit. So many different prayer meetings during the week, on the weekend, and, and so uh, maybe just Say, well, I find it boring to pray on my own, so I'll come and pray with others. You know, and, and as we pray together, God begins to move in our midst, and it becomes a habit. But it also, when we pray continually, it becomes part of our thoughts. Uh, it becomes part of who we are and our affections and our feelings. Um, and occasionally, it comes out orally, if you know what I'm saying. You know, and so it's part of our lives so much that occasionally we speak it out as well. But it's so ingrained within us that we're rejoicing and we're thinking about who God is all the time. And he becomes part of us. 
Because when we pray, it helps us to begin to understand who God is and uh, the circumstance and the situation of who God is as we're living our lives. It goes before us uh, because uh, there is that danger that we might be faced with, and when we put God into the picture, it becomes a reality. But also, when we pray continually, it's a sign of saying, God, I'm actually quite weak. But when you step into the situation, I am made stronger. Uh, It's not all about me and going to conquer the battle on my own. But God, I need you. Every hour, I need you. And I'm able to pray continually and pray God into the situation. And essentially what that means is that we are desperately dependent on God all the time. Not occasionally. Not when we need something only like a Father Christmas. No, we need him. Not like a a vending machine where we put a coin in and something comes out. No, to praise him in all circumstances that it becomes part of the reality of who we are and who he is. In other words, praying without pause because of who God is. But then to give thanks in all circumstances. To give thanks in all circumstances. So what does that really mean? Well, thanks um, is, is a Greek word, evcharisteo. Ev is something good. Chari, grace. So we're saying we give you thanks, God, because of who you are and the good grace that you have bestowed upon us. The favor that you have bestowed upon us. Well, what favor is that? Well, because you've given me a brand new car and a brand new house and a brand new this. No, because, God, I know who you are and you know who I am. And before I was ex-Christ, now I am in Christ. Before I had no hope in eternity, now I have a hope in eternity. And it's not only a simple hope, but it's a reality that He is dwelling in my heart and in my mind. In all circumstances, at every whole circumstance, I'm able to express gratitude. So when James talks about when we pray, you know, we we pray God's will be done. And in Jewish tradition, you know, we'd say, well, we'll see you next week. And people would always respond with God willing. Yes, God willing. Because we would pray God willing, his will be done so we can see each other next week. And we pray God into that with thanksgiving and anticipation with who, because of who God is. You see, when you begin to think that uh, things are good and they can be worse, you begin to praise God for even the good that we have. You know, sometimes it's, it's cynical to quote Romans 8.28 that says all things work together for good. Well, folk, it's a reality because when we pray God into that situation, it's going to have a good outcome because God willing, His plan will take place. And we pray that into the situation. And so... It's a reality. I'm reminded of James 5.16 that, you know, the prayer of a righteous person 
or the fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. That word fervent is a verb. And it's, it's, um, it's the Greek word energieo, where we get the English word energy. So, and it's not this kind of freaky energy, um, kind of, you know, uh, new age freaky energy. No. It means it's uh, the fervent, the energized prayer, the energized coming before God in supplication, uh, th- that prayer that is at work, that uh, brings forth power, that prayer that becomes effective, that prayer that shows that I'm serious uh, before God, we read avails much. And that word avails uh, means is strong. It means it is robust. It means it is of sound health. And it has power. That prayer that we pray has power. It is a, to be a force. So we don't just pray willy-nilly, but we invite God into the situation. And it is force. Uh, the force of who? My energy drink? My Powerade? My coffee? It's way more than that. It's the power of God to change the situation. To change it in such a way that I never ever thought this could happen. And I, even when I had no hope, even if I saw no way, God made a way. And I'm able to go, wow, I never ever thought that I would uh, get through this. Praise be to God. To give thanks in all circumstances. That the sickness that has come upon me is, is traumatic. But God's got me in the palm of his hand. And I'm able to give thanks in all circumstances. The fervent prayer of those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ avails, are strong and are forceful. And, 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 and you know, yes, we can, that kind of. Why? Because God is in the situation. And that is powerful. It was the worst of times in the first century, the first half of the 17th century. Germany was in the midst of wars and famine and pestilence. And in the city of Eilenburg lived a pastor by the name of Martin Rinkard. During once uh, especially oppressive period, Rinkard conducted up to 50 funerals a day. Look, let me say that again. If you think you're going through a hard time, and I'll say this with absolute respect, But things were dire. Here is a pastor doing 50 funerals a day as a plague swept through the town and as uh, the 30 years' war wreaked its own terror on the people. Among those who Ricard buried were members of his own family. Yet during those years of darkness and despair, when death and destruction greeted each new day, Pastor Ricard wrote 66 sacred songs and hymns. Among them was a song, Now Thank We All Our God. A sorrow crouched all around him, Rinkard wrote, Now Thank We All Our God, with hearts and hands and voice, who wondrous things hath done, in whom his world rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love 
and still is ours today. Rinkart demonstrated a valuable lesson for us. Thankfulness does not have to wait for, for prosperity and peace. It always uh, is a good time to praise God for the wondrous things that he's done. And folks, just before I end, I want to ask the question, why do I not pray continually? Why do I not give thanks continually? And, and this is a reality because it, this could all just be, uh, you know, pie in the sky, positive pop psychology. Why do we not pray without ceasing? Why do we not give thanks in all circumstances? Why don't we rejoice always? And I think, in all honesty, maybe because we are quite shallow. <laughs> you know, I think, well, God, you know, uh, maybe I'm too busy. Uh, but maybe I'm actually shallow as a person, and uh, you don't truly believe that you can answer prayer. Maybe because uh, I'm insincere and, and selfish, and actually go, God, you know what, I'm going to sort this out on my own. And, and you know, there, is, there, is, there are bills to pay, there are things to do. And I don't really include God in those situations in my daily living. And so that sort of, you know, is not a priority for me. Or maybe I believe that God is a God-answering prayer. But I don't believe it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly that God um, is able in every circumstance, and he's a powerful God in all situations. And so uh, what James talks about, you know, uh, lining his will up and my will up, that I begin to seek his will, and so I'm able to line up my will with his will, and, and they run together, because it's the fervent prayer of a righteous person. That avails much. That's powerful and forceful. Not my will, but thy will be done. And maybe just because of simple apathy. Simple apathy, whatever. What will be, will be. Such is life. C'est la vie. What will be, will be. It's all good. She'll be all right. Mate. And, and we begin to, you know, allow that to creep in to our spiritual integrity. And we don't give thanks to the true and living God. I believe, in closing, that when we give thanks, it helps us keep our lives focused on God. And, and, and it keeps us clear of, of fear and anxiety because we're able to hold on to, to the promises that, that uh, Paul wrote about in Philippians 4, 6, that we are to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, to come before God and let our requests be made known to Him. And I think that we can give thanks, uh, you know, because we're able to when we do that, hold on to those blessings that are available, those benefits uh, uh, that are available uh, because of who God is. Because we're able to, 
to say what Paul said in Ephesians 5.18, not to get drunk on wine that leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And, and that being filled with the Spirit uh, is allowing us to overflow because the reason for that filling is the overflow. And as we, as we focus on who God is uh, through prayer, through thanksgiving, we're able to overflow in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So what are we filling ourselves up with? If it's junk, then junk will overflow. But if it's praise and, and thanksgiving, then that will overflow. Then also, it, it puts us in a position to allow God to change my heart, to transform us uh, from a place of weakness to a place of strength. And it gives us hope that God is in control, that God is at work, uh, that God uh, is able to, to uh, make a way uh, where there seems to be no way, because He is my God, and I am his child. You see, by giving thanks, we're able to draw closer and closer to God. And not only are we, uh, do we see the reality of God helping us, but we can see uh, that we are able to reach out and help others as well because we begin to, to put things in line with who God is. It's amazing that section in, in James chapter 5, read it, because um, we're able to exegete that whole passage um, a few years ago, and, and you see how, how powerful it is that when we line up with what God is doing and include Him in the picture, so we are able to uh, allow our prayers to be channeled in the same direction. And as we do that, uh, they become powerful and effective and forceful. Because we're praying to the true and living God, the creator of the universe. Augustine once said, Lord, command what you will, but give what you command. Command what you will, but give what you command. In other words, God, uh, I long to line up with what you're doing. Because you're moving, you're working. May I allow you to work in my circumstance and situation as we line up together. In that left-hand corner of that picture there is a uh, lady by the name of uh, Mary Lou Retton. Uh, she catapulted to international fame in 1984, the Olympic Games in Los Angeles, and becoming the first American woman ever to win the gold medal in the all-around in women's gymnastics. In 1993, almost a decade after her Los Angeles triumph, an Associated Press National Survey named her the most popular athlete in America. When asked about the secret of her success, Mary Lou said, to be a complete gymnast, someone should be able to sneak up and drag you out at midnight, push you out on some strange floor, and you should be able to do the entire routine sound asleep in your pajamas. That's the secret. It's got to be a natural reaction. And I think what she was saying is that she was living, she was breathing, gymnastics. And I give you that illustration in closing because uh, the challenge is, you know, is praising God, does that come naturally? <laughs> um, you, you know, uh, do, or is it something that becomes almost forceful uh, despite my circumstances? Am I able to come before him and praise him? 
and, and uh, is it pushed out, as it were, because I'm full of that and I'm overflowing from that. And I don't want to be insensitive to those who've had a hard year, and I include myself in that. And as we do that, to, to praise God in all circumstances, with thanksgiving, and it becomes part of who we are as individuals and as a community here at Lakeside. That's my hope. That's my prayer. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for your word to our hearts. Lord, we want to confess that it is true that we don't come before you with praise and with thanksgiving in all circumstances. But Lord, won't you help us? We beg you to come and help us to give you praise and honor and thanksgiving in every circumstance and every situation. Help us, Lord, to do this, that we might go through this festive season with gratitude and, and with praise and thanksgiving because of uh, the, the truth, not just the knowledge, the truth, that you are our God and we are your people, that you're a faithful God that will never leave us nor forsake us, May that be a reality and may we overflow with praise and thanksgiving because of that. Help us to see that, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stay.